Well, the leaders at LifePoint are serious about helping people grow in their faith no matter where they are. And we believe we've designed a spiritual growth path that helps people do just that. And it does that by helping everyone determine where they are and what step they need to take. So whether somebody's just now starting to investigate the claims of Christ or they've been following Christ for many years, I believe they can find a place to plug in, get connected with others, and get more deeply connected with God. The Discover Life Point event is a 90-minute monthly event that meets just to help people find out a little bit more about the church and where they can get connected into service and how they can grow spiritually. At the Discover Life Point event, we share more about the beliefs of our church, the mission and vision, and some of our values as a church. People who attend that get to ask questions. And one of the most exciting things about that event is every ministry leader who relies on people coming to our church to serve gets to get up and share a couple minutes about their ministry. And then after that's over, people attending the Discover Life Point event can go back to tables in the back of the room and talk to the ministry leaders at our church and ask them how to get involved, how to get connected, and how to take a next step into service. So by coming to this event, people not only find out about the church, get to have any questions answered that they might have, but they get to connect with a leader that will hold their hand and help them get connected into service. A connect group is a community-based group that meets monthly for food, for conversation, and relationship building. It's really important to us that everyone who attends our church finds a friend at our church, and the environment that's created in a connect group will help make that happen. People who attend LifePoint and share their information with us, they're automatically placed in a connect group, and they will hear from their connect group leader about when and where their next connect group meeting is. And monthly, that event will be designed for the whole family to attend. It'll either be at a community park or in somebody's backyard or in their living room, and people will just gather to get to know each other. And that is where community service will be planned and take place. That is where deeper relational connections will be made. And that's where people can find out about how they can take next steps to grow in their faith. A grow group is a group that meets together to grow spiritually and to grow relationally. We believe that if you're really gonna grow in your faith, you've gotta take steps outside of Sunday morning and outside of just getting to know other people. You have to open up God's Word and learn how it applies to your life and learn how to live it out. And I believe that grow groups accomplish that because it meets people right where they are. You could be in a group that only reads the Bible the time you're together on whatever morning or afternoon that your group meets. You could be in a grow group that goes a little bit deeper and maybe has homework to do and, and maybe you touch base throughout the week through phone calls or email uh, and then get together once a week and discuss it. There are gender-based groups. There are family-based groups we call life groups. There will be special interest groups that meet for a defined period of time to study special topics like how to handle your finances in a godly way or parenting or leadership. No matter where somebody is in their faith, whether they're just starting out or they've been following Christ for years, they can get plugged into a grow group that'll meet them right where they are and they can start to take next steps to grow even more connected with God. 
The best way to get started on this spiritual growth path is to simply come to a Discover Life Point event. And for some reason, if the, the event does not fit into someone's schedule, they can get in touch with us through the church office and we will meet one-on-one -on -one and help people get connected. That's how important to us it is that we create an environment where people can determine where they are and what steps that they need to take to get more deeply connected with God. I believe this process really helps somebody do that. It meets them right where they are and shows them what they need to do next. And if people engage in this process, I believe they'll get connected with God in ways they never have before. morning. Well, that was an explanation of a very simple process that we want everybody to go through. We're in a series called The Core, and we're talking about things that are core to our mission of helping people connect with God. And one of those things you just heard about on the video is we want everybody to engage in the spiritual growth path, to take initiative, to come to the Discover Life Point event and watch and pay attention to when connect groups are starting and how you can get in a grow group. Because we believe if you do that, you're going to have ways to connect with God that you never had before. Our goal is to help you grow and not just come to church, not just hang out with people, but grow closer to God, grow closer to Christ. You know, we strategically placed this series right here in the last few weeks where we're in the school. Because you may not know it, if you haven't heard, two weeks from today, we'll be right down the street in our building on Durant Road. And that is, that's a huge, a huge win. God has worked in amazing ways to make that happen. Uh, a lot of people have worked hard to make sure we're ready to go. And so on September the 8th at 9.30 and 11, remember that, 9.30 and 11, different service times, we'll be right down the street. So what we wanted to do in the weeks leading up to that was talk about our mission, helping people connect with God and what's really core to that mission. And what's core to that mission is we stay focused. What's core to that mission is that we provide a clear pathway for someone to grow where you can determine where you are and the steps you need to take. And today I want to close this series out by talking to you about how you can join us on the mission of helping people connect with God. We want to invite all who will follow to come and to help more people get connected with God. See, really, that's what the church has always been about, helping people get connected with God through Christ. On earth, the body of Christ is called the church, and that's where people go to find a connection with God, to find the message of Christ. That's the way it was 2,000 years ago, and that's the way it is today. You can't really separate a person following Christ from the church. The Bible never really addresses a person who would follow Christ but not, not be a part of the church. Because when you choose to follow Christ, you become part of the church because that's where God places you. We're going to look at some scriptures that talk about that today. There's some Bibles coming down the aisles right now. If you don't have one, just raise your hand. The ushers will give you one of those. If you want to keep it, it's yours. If you'd just like to borrow it and read along, you can do that as well. And if you just want to read on the screen, the scriptures will be displayed up there too. In the book of Acts, 2,000 years ago, Jesus had a few words to say to his followers. 
It's about 120 people gathered, and, and Jesus appears to them after his resurrection, and he says some very important words that are kind of like marching orders, what he wanted them to do, how he wanted them to live out what they had experienced. The book of Acts tells the story of the first century church and how it began, and it began with people listening to and applying the words that Jesus says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, where he says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So Jesus is saying this to a group of people that saw him in his ministry, that heard him teach, that many of whom would have seen him on the cross and experienced Christ as the resurrected Christ. And now what he's saying is, I want you to take what you've experienced and I want you to go share that with others. And he said it based on where they were. He was speaking to Jewish people. They were in Jerusalem. And so what Jesus says in this verse is, be my witnesses in Jerusalem. In other words, start right where you are. You don't have to know or do anything special. You don't have to have some special education, anything like that. Just start right where you are. You are in Jerusalem. Start being my witness in Jerusalem and talking about the things that you've seen and heard. And then after you do that, I want you to go even further. I want you to go to Judea and Samaria and then to the ends of the earth. So Jesus was telling his followers, I want you to start right where you are, but then I want you to take this message to the world. Take this experience that you've had, invite other people in on the journey, and let them know about my saving grace and forgiveness and love. That was his marketing plan. And the reason that was his marketing plan to get his word out is because he knows our nature. Our nature is to share things we've experienced, right? You, you go to a great movie, do you keep it to yourself? Of course not. You tell people about it. You have an, an, even a bad experience somewhere, you tell people about it and you say, hey, don't go there. Don't buy that. They'll rip you off. You better watch out. And all of you who are my friends on Facebook, you love sharing your experiences. I read through them. This week, I've gotten to read through people just, just experiencing some great things. Somebody got a brand new car and wanted me to see a picture of it, so they posted it on Facebook. And then, and then somebody's kid said something really funny. And that's okay. I mean, I agreed to be your friend, so I, I kind of like reading that stuff. And I hear, so you post the things your kid says. One of my friends turned 40 this week. Saw that on Facebook. Because I'm in my 40s. I love to send people notes when they get in their 40s. And it just says, welcome, pal. That's all it says. <laughs> Some people like to cook and put pictures of it on Facebook. Really excited. They experienced something. It was a great dish. And so, hey, let's put a picture. I think all my friends would like to see it. So we don't really have a problem sharing things that we experience. And that's what Jesus was tapping into when he says, go be my witnesses. Go share the things you've just experienced. It was the first century version of social media. Just go tell people about it. You don't have to do anything special. Just experience it and tell people about it. After Jesus said that, this small group of people, they got really serious about going and sharing the message of Christ. They got really serious about spreading this message of hope and grace and forgiveness. 
when Jesus shared this, it was at a time of a festival where all the Jewish people from the countryside would come into Jerusalem and, and they would celebrate. And, and so they were all there. So the city was packed. And Jesus tells his followers, go tell people about me. And one of his followers named Peter, who was always vocal when he followed Christ, saw this as an opportunity. Well, hey, with all these people here, maybe I ought to say something. And so what's recorded in the book of Acts chapter 2 is the first message, the first sermon that's ever spoken regarding the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ to a group of people who could respond or could reject it. And basically, here's what Peter says in his message. You need to read it. Get, get in your Bible in Acts chapter 2 and just read what he says. But basically what he's saying to these people is, all of you are separated from God. That's bad news. But I've got some good news. All of you can be reunited with God because Jesus paid the price for all the mistakes that you make. So bad news, you're a mess. Good news, Jesus can fix you. That's what he says. And so there's thousands of people. In fact, 3,000 of those people had a question. Well, what do we do about it? All right, we're a mess. We agree. Jesus can fix us. So what do we need to do? How do we get into this? I can remember in college when I was first really investigating the claims of Christ. I hadn't followed Christ at that point, And I was in this small group of guys and we were reading the Bible together. And the thought hit me and I shared it with them. How do I do this? How do I get in on that? Because I started to feel something inside where I had this realization, I'm separated from God. How do I get connected to him? And so they shared the good news that Christ is who connects me with God. That's called the gospel. And that's what Peter shared with these people who said, what do we need to do? And he answered them by saying this in Acts chapter 2. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So 3,000 people heard Peter say, Look, if you want in on this, you need to change. Repent. That's what repentance means. Change and walk in a new direction. And you need to respond to this message and accept it. And when you accept it, you need to be baptized. You need to be immersed in water to show that you're fully giving yourself and you've given yourself to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And 3,000 people were added that day and responded to the message. And as you read the story through the book of Acts, they quickly start to grow. And it talks about how they were daily on mission together, how they met together and were witnesses together. And they were witnesses of what they had experienced. And the story goes on chapter after chapter in the book of Acts. Churches were planted. People were being added to the church. More and more people were brought onto this mission to be witnesses of that which they had experienced, to be witnesses on behalf of Christ. They were focused. They were growing. More and more people were joining them on their mission. And so if you're taking notes, you need to write this down. When I, ex when I respond to the message of Christ, God gives me a mission. Every person when you respond to the message, say, what do I need to do? 
How do I get in on this? When you respond and accept him, accept his grace and forgiveness and love, he gives you a mission. And you can read about all those people who accepted his message starting to live on mission and be his witnesses near and far. And then each of them starting to contribute to the mission in their own way. Some of them became leaders. Some of them became servants behind the scenes. Some of them gave lots of money to help the mission continue. Some were teachers. Some were public speakers. They had a mission, and the message of Christ was shared because of it. That's the good news of the gospel. People responded, and the church grew. And that's what it meant to be about the mission of Christ. He says, do it. They got together, they did it, and the church grew. One of those followers you can read about is a guy named Paul, or the Apostle Paul. You may have heard him referred to as that. The Apostle Paul wrote two-thirds of what you read in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul was someone who was against the church, and then he had this encounter with Christ, and he got on mission, and he started planting churches. He traveled and planted churches, and you can read about some of the churches that he planted if you read through the book of Acts. And one of those churches was in a town called Philippi, and he planted this church, and then he would, write, he would go on and plant more churches, but he would write letters back to the churches he planted. And this church in this town called Philippi, he wrote them a letter, we call it a book in the New Testament, to the Philippians. So when you read the book of Philippians in the New Testament, you're really reading a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to this church he planted to encourage them, to instruct them, to help them stay strong, and to help them even get more deeply connected with God. And one of the things he said to them in his letter to them in Philippians chapter 1 was this, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make requests for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. So what he's saying is, remember what Jesus said in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. So start where you are and then go out from there. And Paul is echoing that when he says, you became partners with me in sharing the gospel when you first heard it. You started right where you were. You may not have understood a lot. You may not have been able to answer a lot of theological questions, but you started right where you were. And you're still doing it. And he's saying, just start right wherever you are. And you did it. And now you're my partners in spreading the message of Christ. You heard the message. You believed it. And now you're partnering with me to share it. You know, for some time now, I have struggled. Our leaders have struggled with, what do, what, what do we call people at LifePoint who say, I want to be a part of this church? I want to be a part of it. I want to invite people to it. I want to, I want to volunteer. I want to contribute. I want to be in a small group. I want, it this to, I want this to be my church home. What do we call those people? For a while, we called you members. But membership is it's kind of a cheap word, I think, to try to explain what it means when somebody agrees to be a partner in sharing the message of Christ. And to hand out LifePoint membership sounds kind of, kind of fake, because membership carries with it the idea that you have rights and you get to complain and you get to have things your way because you're a member, right? That just doesn't, that does not work. I have a card in my wallet. It's a triple A card and I'm a member. And when I need them, I call and say, I need a jump. And they show up. 
They show up because I pay to be a member and I have rights. And if they don't do what I want, I'll just stop being a member. So membership doesn't quite capture the church thing. Just this past week, I used my AAA card. Last week, if you were here, I announced that our, our old white truck died, that it wasn't going to make it till the end. I thought, wonder if AAA will tow it. I called, they towed it, and we got it fixed, and it's out there today. So our truck's going to make it. It's going to make it to the last day of being portable. So membership just doesn't quite work. So if you want to be a member, join the Y. If you want to be a member, go, to the, go join a country club. And they'll whine you, dine you, they'll treat you great because you pay them in order to be a member. So we can't just hand out memberships because typically this is what happened. And I'm not being critical because it's just church leaders doing their best. Like we, we did the same thing, doing their best to try to know who's with us. But typically church membership is like this. Hey, how many members does your church have? Oh man, eight, nine hundred. How many people show up? Uh, two hundred. Well, that doesn't sound like members to me. Well, actually, it does sound like members. It doesn't sound like committed people who are in on the mission. You know, when you join a gym, their, their goal is that not everybody shows up. If everybody showed up at the same time, they wouldn't have enough equipment. So what they hope is, well, we'll get people to pay 20 bucks a month, and we can get several thousand of those when they only like 100 will show up, and then we'll make lots of money. So that's what happens. So if membership is what you're looking for, we don't have it. We can't give it. Membership in the church is not something LifePoint hands out anyway. It's something God grants to you when you accept the message of Christ. He adds people to the church. We don't. So we don't want to communicate how people become part of LifePoint in a way that makes them think like, I'm part of LifePoint, that means I'm going to heaven. Maybe not. Have you met all the people that go to our church and our staff? You know, who knows? So it's not an equal thing. God adds people to the church. If so. Not us, but we need a way for people to be able to be identified who are part of our church and say, I want in on this. So earlier this year, I was struggling with it again. All of our accounting type people on staff are like, how do we count people? How do we know who's with us? How do we know who's not? I'm like, I don't know, but we can't do membership. We can't hand out memberships. That's not what we're going to do. And I kept thinking, we kept praying, we kept trying to figure it out. And one day I was on a trip coming back home. And I opened up and I read that verse in Philippians that says, for you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ. And I thought, that's it. That's what we're asking people to do. Don't come be a member of our church. Come be a partner with us in helping people connect with God. Now, that's what we want people to do. People can get in on that. People can be a part of that. See, the first part of this series, we said, we want the second part of this series, we said, we want you to be on our spiritual growth path. And now today in the last part, we're saying, we want you to partner with us in helping more people connect with God. Because I believe starting on September 8th, God's going to take our church on an adventure that we can't even imagine. We don't even know what's going to happen. Because this has been a faith journey about what's going on down the street from the first day. And I believe God's going to honor that with an adventure that we're going to have to hold on tight and we need people that say, I want to be a part of this mission. Just this week, I was 
in a store and I was in there uh, doing some business for church and one of the envelopes, the lady saw the LifePoint Church on there and so she started talking. She recognized that it was uh, the church that was being uh, built down the street on Durant Road and in the conversation, I don't, I don't roll out like, oh, I'm the pastor and I'd like for you to come. I didn't say that. And so I, I was just talking to her about it. I said, yeah, my church, that's it, building right down the street. We're excited. Hey, you should join us September the 8th. It's great. And she goes, I'm coming because you are the second person today that's invited me. That means somebody at this church is on mission and thinking, I want to help our community, our world get connected with God. So right wherever they were, they invited this lady to church. And then right where I was, I invited her to church. And she took that as a sign from God that she needed to go to church. And so I hope she's there. I'm going to go back and make sure she's there on September the 8th. So here's what we're asking you to do. Now, if you're here for the first time, you're probably like, hey, dude, I just was coming to church. I didn't know you were going to ask me to sign something or be a partner. Now, many of you are already strong partners. We don't call you that yet, but that's what you are. And you've been here for years and months and you work hard. We just need a way to say who's really in. And you may not be ready to be in. That's okay. Just keep coming. Keep showing up. I mean, I don't expect you showing up the first couple of times Check the card we're going to hand out in just a minute. But here's what a LifePoint mission partner is. Take a look at the screen. A LifePoint mission partner is a follower of Christ who is committed to being on the mission of helping people connect with God. So it has to be somebody who, if you're a follower of Christ, we're inviting you to be on mission. Because there's two groups of people in this room. There's a group of people who are on the mission of helping connect people with God, or you are the mission that we're trying to get connected with God. So you're either, you're either with us trying to do it or, or you're here and we're trying to get you connected. One of the two. And I want everybody here today that, that you're a follower of Christ. I would love it if every one of you just checked that card. There's some cards coming down right now and the ushers are gonna hand them out. And, and while they do that, I just wanna share a couple of things. Here, here's some assumptions that we're going to make, if you check, I'm in, I want to be a mission partner. There's one box on that card. So you know, if you don't check it, hang on to it. When you're ready to check it, check it and bring it to us then. But when you're, if you're ready today, when you get that card, it just says, I'm in, I want to be a mission partner. Just check it. And we'll know who's on mission with us as we go on this whole new adventure as a church. So we're going to make some assumptions, though, that if you're a follower of Christ and you say, I want to be a, a mission partner at LifePoint, that you've made a decision to follow Christ, that's one thing, because you can't lead somebody where you haven't been. We assume that you've been baptized, you follow Christ in baptism, just like Peter told the 3,000 people to be baptized. If you haven't been and you're ready to follow Christ in baptism, you want to know more about that, come talk to me after the service. But on September the 8th, you can start a whole new adventure too, because we're going to have a baptism service the first day in our new building. So check that on your WhatsApp card. Come and talk to us and we'll get you signed up for that. So make a decision for Christ. Been baptized. Participates in the spiritual growth path. You heard me explain in the video just a moment ago and uses their resources to help further the mission. Your time, your money, your whatever. Whatever it takes. Help us further the mission. In week one, I shared a story of a guy that came to our church. He's since moved away from Raleigh, but he came to our church and, and he sent me an email afterwards, and I meant to share this every week in this series. But here's what he says. He says, hey, and first off, Donnie, I want to thank you. I've been to several different churches in my life, and I can honestly say the experience I had this morning was incredible. I was there with my wife. We arrived early because we thought the service started 30 minutes earlier. 
We were greeted with open arms and asked to pray with you and your staff before the service. It was a new experience for me. I was comfortable being there with nothing to prove in my dress or who I am as a person. The service started and I was immediately overwhelmed with emotion. And that's only happened once in my 35 years. And that's when my daughter was born four years ago. I'm not a sensitive man by any means. I have tattoos, I ride a Harley, and I work on cars. And I can count the tears I've shed in my entire life on one hand. But I spent the entire time there emotional, wanting to hear more. At no point did I ever feel talked down to or judged. And I just wanted you to know that I'm disappointed because I'm going to have to miss next Sunday. But I'll be there the next week. I just wanted to say thank you again for restoring my faith in church. And he came back. That's, that's what we want to find. That's who we want to interact with. There's more Roberts out there that need their faith restored either in church or in God. And if the church is the body of Christ on earth, this is where they need to be. This is where people need to come. This is where you need to say to the person at the counter, the neighbor, the friend at school, in class, hey, come and check it out. And we made it really easy. We're not going to open a building every year or every week, but hey, September the 8th, that's a great way. We only get to do that once in a great while. It's a great way to say, come and check it out. So today I want you to consider just jumping on mission with us. And being Christ's witness right where you are. And if you're not ready to do that, that's okay. I'm not upset with you. I just want you to keep coming back. Because I want you to get there. Where you are ready to say, I want to be a partner in the mission of helping people connect with God. And if you're here for the first time just passing through town with family or friends, then be on mission wherever you are. And be Christ's witness. Because the same thing he asks us to do corporately, he asks us to do individually. Be his witnesses to a world that desperately needs to hear the grace, hope, and love of Christ. So check that card if you're in. Drop it in the offering basket as it goes around in just a few minutes. And we'll have this group of people that we know these are our partners in spreading the gospel to a world that needs it. Let's pray. God, thank you for the blessing of people who want to be on mission with us. And God, as you get ready to take us on this new adventure, I pray that Every person who is following of you gets serious about being a witness for you. And God, I pray for people here today that haven't yet taken the step into your family, that haven't yet turned their life towards you, I pray that today is just one step closer to them doing that. I pray all this in your son's name. Amen.